Welcome to show 49 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today I am joined with Marie from Petite Crown to talk about her cloth diaper journey. Welcome back to the Cloth Diaper Podcast. The Cloth Diaper Podcast is a somewhat regular show dedicated to sharing stories about cloth diapering. I connect with brands and retailers and cloth diaper parents from around the world to share their cloth diaper experience. I believe that cloth diapering is not just one way, but a variety of different ways. And there's a lot of different ways and journeys and perspectives in that cloth diaper story. As you hear my creaky chair. My name is Bailey and I am a mom of two. I live in Northern British Columbia. And the date that this show airs is two years since my first cloth diaper podcast. I can't believe it's been two years. I can't believe I'm still here and it's been such an honor to talk with you. I've had over 22,000 downloads in over 65 different countries around the world. The Cloth Diaper Podcast has had uh, 49 episodes now. This is episode 49. I didn't quite get it to 50 before two, but you know what? That's fine. That's a lot of amazing shows. And I've released a book in that time as well. Like I have definitely done more than I ever thought I could imagine. And it is not without you. And so much thanks to all of you who share my content, who email me, who listen, who share this good cloth diaper gospel. Is that what I should call it? But I'm just so excited that there's so many people who are interested in talking about the fact that there are a variety of ways to cloth diaper. And every single one of you who shows up on the podcast or writes a guest post for my blog is another way that we can share with the world that cloth diapering is not this or that, but cloth diapering is a whole spectrum of beautiful experiences. Um, and we can really kind of move forward with that. As always, you guys, the book. So I wrote a book, Cloth Diapers, The Ultimate Guide to Textiles, Washing, and More by Bailey Bowman. You can find it on amazon.ca or amazon.com or amazon wherever. It is a Kindle-based book. At the moment, I'm working on figuring out how to get it printed and in your hands. I'm playing around with a few different suggestions, including looking at doing an online course and a black and white book. But who knows? If you guys have feedback or something that you would love to see me do, send me a message. I would love to help you out. If you're having a hard time buying the book, sometimes if you're on a Apple product and you go online through Safari, it won't let you do it. So try a different browser or thing. I, I'm not a huge Amazon fan, but there is a variety of good reasons to put it on Amazon. And so we are playing around with that and we are learning and <laughs> thriving and figuring it out. But thank you. And this was a huge ramble that I'm sure that nobody wanted to hear today before this great episode. So today I am joined by Marie. Marie is a cloth diaper owner, brand owner. She owns Petite Crown Cloth Diapers. I have talked with Marie in the past. We have been on the phone before about different issues and I've learned a lot from her. Marie is an amazing woman with an amazing cloth diaper brand. Marie is open to so much growth and she has really pivoted her business and has found some great ways to learn and grow and change it to be what is needed out there. Today's story is is going to walk you through how she started her brand and what her brand is all about, as well as some great information about her brand's buy one, give one program. For more information, you can always find Cloth Diaper Podcast notes, show notes at www.clothdiaperpodcast.com slash show dash notes. I am pretty sure this is show 49. But who knows what will happen. All right, here's the show. All right, so I'm super excited to have you on the uh, phone, Marie, because last year, in t you released, you dropped like early 2019, right? 
Yes. Um, we hadn't really seen any new brands coming on the scene. It had mostly been like new styles and the older brands just releasing new prints and stuff. So kind mm-hmm. of exciting to have a fresh face on the cloth diaper scene, kind of, sort of. Um, where where does your story begin? Where did that even come from? Where did you come from um, <laughs> into this marketplace of cloth diapering? Right, so um, Petite Crown officially launched last year, um, 2019, in January. <laughs> but I had been prepping for the launch probably over a year before that. And yeah, a lot of work goes into launching a brand, hey? Yes, and my oldest, uh, the baby that I cloth diapered for the first time, he's now three and a half. So I, I started cloth diapering as a parent um, um yeah three and a half years ago okay and then how long now so maybe maybe bef- about when he was one I started thinking about starting my own um, cloth diapering company mm-hmm. mostly because I I've always wanted to do something um to help others. I wanted my work to be connected to helping others in need. And that started when I was maybe in high school, but I always thought my passion was in education or something that's related to children's literacy. And I did a lot of actual like official studying in school and volunteering work related to that. But then now that I'm a parent and I started cloth diapering. I learned about diaper need. Um, I can talk more about that later. Yeah. And I thought, oh, maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be this big plan that I always dreamed about since high school. Like, you know, need um, is everywhere. And I cloth diaper and maybe this is something somewhere I can help. And I that that's that's where the idea started. And I like all- that. <laughs> your, your background in children's literacy, that's uh, like that's where you thought about starting? Yeah, or, I mean, I, like, it's that's always awkward. a crazy journey people end up on things, right? I know. <laughs> I, uh, I may have gone to college initially with the idea that mm-hmm. I'd be an elementary school teacher. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel you there. And But we've diverted and we've changed paths a few times. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not quite straightforward, but here I am. And I also, you know, I, I, my, my first is boy mm-hmm. and I had a hard time and some may argue, but I had a hard time finding prints that I uh, really wanted to put on my boy um, in terms of prints. So I wanted to make diapers and prints that I like. <laughs> hey, so I mean, <laughs> you might as well start somewhere, right? Start with the prints that you want. To. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it's, I've it's heard that story thing. before as well. That people will be like, "I didn't." There was no nobody was making prints that I liked, so I thought, <laughs> "Hey, right." You know, it's it's like you you hear about all these um, parents collecting all the cute prints. Mm-hmm. And it's just like one step forward. <laughs> I think I want more. You want more? You want to build a whole brand of cloth yeah. <laughs> So what's behind the name then? How did you choose your name? Does your name have a story? Yes. Um, so Petite Crown, it's, it literally means, you know, the little crown. But mm-hmm. 
my uh, first child's name's Charles, and okay. he is about the bossiest <laughs> child you'll see, you'll find anywhere. And we would joke about, you know, how he's a King Charles, like referring to the royal family. <laughs> And I, a lot of small businesses uh, owned by moms, they're named, you know, after their children. Mm-hmm. I naturally wanted to do the same. <laughs> and so a little bit of a spin on that. Make it, you know, directly using his name. So I was like, oh, how about a small crown for my little king? <laughs> <laughs> that works. So to celebrate two years of the Cloth Hyper podcast, I am interrupting today's show with a giveaway. So if you are interested in giveaways, visit www.clothdiaperpodcast.show-49, the show notes for today's show, and there will be a link. And there you can join my newsletter. And if you join my newsletter by July 24th, 2020, you will have a chance to enter to win a gift card. The full rules and rec and rules and requirements are all over there on the show notes and the website. Um, I've also been talking about it on Instagram and Facebook. If you need more info, send me an email, but that will be ending July 24th, 2020. Good chance you've missed it. And if you have missed it, then subscribe anyway. So you find out about the next giveaway. So you're based in California correct? Mm-hmm. You live in California, sunny California, which that's a trend. I have just talked to a lot of people from California this month. Oh, really? <laughs> feel like big part of the world. Um, but your diapers are manufactured overseas in China yes, and you've been very transparent about that process. What is your relationship there with your factory and why is that transparency and conversation really important to you and maybe to us? So all the diapers, um, with uh, water-resistant, like, TPU layers mm-hmm. made in China. And the others, like, flats and prefolds are made in Pakistan. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you have recently released those new products. I yes. Here I am still thinking about just diapers. So you've got yes, two manufacturers now. Overall uh, made overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not for the lack of trying to source in the U.S., though. Um, I did a lot of sourcing work uh, when um, trying to prepare for this business. So I I did go to a lot of factories, but um, it's just um, not very easy for factories here to uh, manufacture for small orders for smaller companies. And I've been just rejected straight up saying that the cloth diapers are not profitable for them. (laughs) Yeah. It, it, I, I've been through a lot of, um, uh, let's say, places. Um, That's a common common yeah. story for a lot of startups. It's, it's, a, it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah. The struggle to find anybody in the United States to manufacture diapers or even Canada, I've heard, like just finding those factories can be really, really hard unless you want to do it in-house yourself. And then that's an entirely yeah. other beast of it, a project. It does cost a lot of, um, a lot in investment, initial investment. And I just, I'm not able to afford that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're just starting out, it's a lot of risk to take on. With that said, um, I, you know, if you're using products for your baby, the first thing you want is, you want to make sure is that they're safe. Yeah. And you also want to know that they're made ethically. So I go through um, all the 
steps. I hired a third party um, auditing company to make sure that Patrick does follow all the steps to you know take care of their workers and maintain the clean environment. I haven't visited them personally in person. I was going to this year, but um, with the COVID, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, that's a whole change of the world, hey? Yeah, but that's still in the plan in the future. When we're safe and able to, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. So I- that that's important because it's important to me as a parent. Um, I use them myself for my babies. Yeah, it's it's good to know about those relationships and that uh, a reminder that there's always there's people, it's people involved mm-hmm. on the other side and um, people's stories. The relationship with them is it's funny because I. I try to order um, um, a big bulk. Um, I I try to produce them in big bulk so that I don't have to always ship via air. Mm-hmm. Um, it minimizes the carbon footprints, and so my actual order doesn't happen that often. But I'm always in contact with my counterpart almost daily, I should say. And <laughs> We talk about our kids. We talk about you know yeah. families, and when this COVID thing happened, um, especially when that happened, I would you know check in on them. And then when the U.S. started getting hit badly, they not just this um, diapering company, but even the ones that I've contacted and didn't end up in contracts, they would contact me and then like ask if I need extra masks and they were just like you see made in China on the label but when I'm the one in contact like you see people behind products and it's it's been it's it's something that I never expected going into this business like to be able to grow like personal friendship and relationship with them so that's been a wonderful part. Hearing you say that really uh resonates or really um, multiplies because that's not the first time that I've heard that from a cloth diaper brand Mm -hmm. here on the show. A lot of cloth diaper brands who have factories overseas, China or Thailand or wherever have said Mm -hmm. that those relationships that they build with those factories is, um, has been a surprise to them. They didn't expect that. And um, they they love it. And yeah, as a consumer of goods, it's not something that I think about either, but it's just a great peopling and great relationship building that happens when brands go into business and really humanizes that whole story hey it it does and also i love that they're just as passionate about you know cloth diapers we just talk about like how about we use this material does it like increase absorbency by whatever Mm -hmm. Now, like it's such a geeky talk to you know non-cloth parents, but we have so much fun just talking about you know samples and like cloth things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really fun. I mean, you find your people, right? About that and about your products. So when you first launched, you had what four products that you launched? Yeah, four. Four. uh, A cover, two two types of covers. Yeah, all or two. So let's say five. Yeah. Five? Yeah. Yeah, five. Uh, so what What was your, why did you decide to launch the products that you've launched? What goes into that? Is there anything special about the types of products that you've released? Um, the textiles, like you don't use any, you don't use a lot of synthetics. Yeah, so I, 
I mean, a lot of brands that I liked some prints in um, sometimes were offered in the style of diapers that I didn't personally use uh, in my stash. And I always thought they, you know, oh, I wish they made this in whatever style. So I didn't want that to happen with my um, line of diapers. So I <laughs> was trying to prepare some variety. I gotcha. So everyone could try, you know, one or two things and maybe find something that worked for them. And I think it did. And I started getting more customers and then started hearing requests for different styles of diapers or, you know, like sizes that would fit their bigger children. So I started adding things um, really purely based on requests. <laughs> so Hey, one, that's if people are asking for it, then you're making it, right? Like if nobody's asking, why would you make it? I and mean, it's not just like, hey, you say one word and I'll make it happen. But if I hear enough, you know, I, I can see that there's a need and if that fits, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I've been able to do that. And I talk to Jennifer from All, All About Cloth Diapers often, and she always talks about, hey, like, we're here to grow the pie, not, you know, take the slices. Oh, yeah. That's exactly the mentality I have. Um, I'm just happy to be an option, you know, yeah. in the big, big or small community. <laughs> well, and that's why we need options and i mean i guess to go on jennifer's thing right like if everybody likes strawberry pie then we wouldn't have other options but yeah. we don't all like strawberry pie so we need so many options so did you did you design your diapers yourself like did you draw them like some people sketch and draw their own shapes and sizes or were you a little hands-off on that or yes i did um we uh, i don't know how many samples i went through um <laughs> There were a lot of going back and forth on like it, down to the you know length of inserts and thickness and everything the G GSM no fabric. Sometimes it depends on what the factory can source as well. But I I did design everything. Um, it's just oh. okay, process, hey, and that's what <laughs> I heard. And all of that just decided like oh, that we weren't gonna work. <laughs> but yeah, it was also a fun process. A big process, but right yeah. uh, keeps. It keeps you going every day. What is your favorite product in your entire collection? Like, what diaper do you like to use the most at home? Um, it's funny. Uh, with my son, who's now a three and a half and still um, pees, you know, at night. So we put a diaper on him still. But um, he never had a sensitivity to uh, wetness. So I've always liked really, like... Um, heavy duty fitteds like um twinkie tush fitteds were like my personal absolute favorite and it's interesting for you to say you said a woman who owns a company with no fitted diapers yeah <laughs> I know. well uh, it's it's partially because there are just so many amazing fitted diaper companies uh, owned by you know like work at home moms and yeah, i okay don't feel the need to fill that <laughs> that space is uh, that where your catcher then right the catcher yes, cover yes. <laughs> so i love that for my boy okay i i yeah I, I wanted a cover that worked for my favorite fitted diapers that's I a nice that. generous cover <laughs> yeah yes. i think i have so, that one. oh yeah 
Yeah, so I like that. And with my daughter, who's now 11 months old, um, I've been loving pockets for nighttime. And that I, I never did that for my son. So it's just, you know, it tells you again how every baby's different. There's oh, yeah. diapers. <laughs> my two were very similar to that, too. Like my son was a super soaker. We used mm-hmm. the nuggles and the sloom fitteds overnight. Mm-hmm. And like my daughter, she, yeah, well, she could use an all in one overnight. No problem. Like, yeah, what is with that? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and it comes from the same mom, too. Yeah. <laughs> mom same kid like yeah crazy how they can be so different so you found that you've had that shift in what kind of product you're using at home yeah so um that's that's why I have the variety that I offer and I mean it I it seems to be working for my customers as well um like one would say oh I love this cover and then the other would say oh it's such a hard cover to get a good fit with and I love pockets I I love hearing that because I mean it's not meant to work for everyone you know (laughs) Uh, yeah and then actually now that I'm thinking about your story here a little bit and I'm looking I'm on your website and I'm looking at your diapers and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of your first prints were still quite girly for also a woman who said she was looking for her son. So when you think about uh, Julia. um, I have to confess. So it's, you know, the cute boy prints that I really wanted are also very hard to find. So now it makes sense why those aren't widely available already. (laughs) Is it just because like the print is kind of hard to put on a diaper, like the sizing and the feel? No, not that's not really why I think um, just like and I don't mean to you know put a gender on like um prints in general but it's purely a preference thing and it's just my son who's uh into cars and airplanes and trucks and that's just the standard boy prints that are available on the market and you know when your kid wants those you try to get those things and I think that's why those are what's seen in the boy section even in like clothing stores so I'm trying to go a little like more like off mainstream mm-hmm. of um quote quote boy prints it's just like for girl thing is it's just so easy <laughs> so, yeah, right. oh, they're Plurals. so cute type of prints <laughs> yes yeah i think i missed this release of audrey this is a gorgeous print um yeah I, yeah i was gonna harass you about that more i was just as i was looking at your prints and then i was like I'm what guilty. did she first say and then it's not really the vibe I'm getting, but the aesthetic is there. Sure. Yes, um, no, no, I, I have a girl now, and that's even harder. <laughs> now you're like, why would I design any other yes. print? <laughs> <laughs> prints? Yeah. yeah, you can put prints on every. I Walter, I put florals all the time, and I think um, Carolee here, she's your one of a brand ambassador for you guys who lives in Prince George, and she talks about mm-hmm. that too. Put our florals on all of our kids, no matter their specific gender. <laughs> it's all good. Pick what. Really for the mom, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> they, my stash. They don't yeah. know. Too. He doesn't really care. We do all the changes, and <laughs> I want him to look pretty. I want to look his best, and I put mm-hmm. clothes on anyways. Whatever. So we touched a little bit about diaper need earlier, and this is about your fluff and beyond program. That is a cornerstone mm-hmm. of your business and brand. So, what is fluff and beyond? And you've been doing this since day one, right? 
That yes, so Fluff and Beyond is the program where I donate one cloth diaper per a product purchased through us. And yes, that was the beginning of this brand. Um, that's the reason I wanted to start a cloth diapering company because as I learned more, um, just as a parent who cloth diapered a child, I learned that you know one in every three family uh, in the U.S. was having a hard time affording diapers, and it's it was just so shocking to me that um, that people were having to choose between you know buying clean diapers for baby or just putting food on the table every week and that's that's not right um, i i thought that needed to change and jake's diaper is the organization that's exactly doing that you know helping the families and trying to end diaper need and Jake Stapers works both nationally and internationally, correct? Supporting yes. families with diapers. They work with um, orphanages internationally, and um, they also accept um, like applications from families locally in the U.S. And I, rather than you know me starting my own um, nonprofit, I decided to work with uh, Jake Cypress because they already have a very well-developed network of um, cloth diaper banks or diaper banks in general. Mm-hmm. And they are able to connect those families uh, with the supplies. And I can be one to, you know, provide the supply, the cloth diapers, so that they don't have to spend their own funds to purchase, you know, diapers with a, a market price. So that's um, where the partnership comes from. Yeah, there's definitely some parts of cloth diapering where partnerships are incredibly valuable and can make things go a little bit further, hey? And that's one of them. Yes, and I I've, I think by the time this show airs, I probably will have donated over 4,000 diapers. Wow. That's... Um, that's also been the hardest part of um, this business, though, because mm-hmm. I, I never expected to um, grow the company so fast. And I mean, it's it's a good problem to have. I'm so thankful for all the support and love I've been receiving through this company. But also, it's very difficult to like um, gauge the. It's, you have to produce goods and mm-hmm. you know, be able to donate also at the same time. So that's been <laughs> the hard part to, um, you know, build the inventory sufficient for the business and also the donation. Like the challenge of, of gauging popularity yeah. or selling is, uh, I always kind of, I thought that was something that was easy, but the more I talk to you guys, brands around the world, it's been like such a complex part of the chaos of cloth diapering. It's something I never expected. A good problem to have, but a hard problem to have, especially um, in this this changing world, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You never know where things will go. 4,000 diapers donated to Jake's Diapers over two years. 
is a huge impact on families around the world. Yes, and thank you to all the you know customers. It's it's really all thanks to them. Yeah, yeah. That and you have um, you have a great little rally behind you. People absolutely adore your brand and cheer you on regularly. I love watching your brand ambassadors share about your products. And yeah, we have yeah. a community on Facebook, and they. You know, all the parents share the little, you know, cute fluff butt picture. Yeah. Yeah. And they are really what keeps me going daily. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was another question I had was like, what keeps you going? And what yeah, do you, it, what, where do you want to go? My phone. <laughs> what? Yeah, they, they're the, my little community, the <laughs> Petit Crown family chat is the group I have on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it's the first thing I check in the morning. I, I just, you know, those pictures make me really happy. <laughs> yeah, people are excited about it. So do you have a dream about where you want to take Petite Crown in the next five years? What should we expect from you? Or are you taking it day by day? So, yeah, next five years is interesting. <laughs> um, I think my ultimate goal is to end diaper need or just, you know, be be a, like leave a big impact um trying to end diaper need yeah i think it's going to end but you know you we can try our best to get close to that that's, yeah. that's and, awesome to so continue to contribute to diaper need is or not you know you're not contributing to diaper need that's the wrong word too i know you're stumbling <laughs> upon your sentence too but trying to help find a way to end that um this week that i'm recording this podcast we're doing the flats and hand washing challenge so we've been talking about diaper need and a lot of the participants this year took me up on one of my pre-challenge questions which was mm-hmm. to look into diaper need in their region or their area and some of the local stats that people who are living in underprivileged areas in the united states states are bringing up are yeah worse than one in three Uh, like almost everybody or one in two a lot of uh, participants this year reached out to their local diaper banks to see what the need actually was for diaper and um yeah if they're living in a pretty low income area or an underprivileged area in the united states diaper need is just astronomical and it's um really heartbreaking hearing those stories it was really awesome to hear those stories in one way to bring light to that conversation and but also just like hopefully you can continue to do what you're doing and encourage people to cloth diaper and donate to jokes jokes um donate to jake's diapers yeah in the years to come yeah if there's any silver lining in this covid situation um it's that so many people are looking for uh, just more sustainable, reusable options, and not just in diapers, but you know, daily basic supplies. Mm-hmm. And I've received so many, you know, inquiries from parents who don't currently use cloth diapers but are interested, and I've been able to turn them to using cloth diapers and that's been um, one of the really great things in this um, crazy times. I think in in addition to spreading awareness um, about diaper need, I've 
also want to help, um, let's say, fight the stigma against cloth diapers because I still get a backlash from you know fam- family and friends even even really <laughs> they're like i own a brand <laughs> diaper company but just, people are just so uh, i don't know like very resistant against yeah. the idea of using something reusable uh, that touches poop <laughs> i think that just shows to the power of decades of marketing towards disposable products and just yeah yeah we're, uh, we're just conditioned to think yeah you know, poop goes in the garbage <laughs> yeah and it's i want to help fight that <laughs> yeah it's and it's a big journey and it's got there's a lot of stigma and a lot of really hard conversations we have to have with people on that but it's definitely something that we're going to really need to do and not just with diapering like there's so many reusable products that face that exact same stigma that diapering has i've heard in your you know, previous episodes, um, just talking about how cloth diapering became, you know, like the catalyst. Like they started the products and because they started using cloth diapers and I'm exactly the same way. Now I don't buy, you know, paper paper towels and I, I still do use toilet papers, but we've been finding, you know, other ways to be to live a more sustainable lifestyle. And that's also been a great benefit of using cloth. And like I, I can also, you know, help spread that uh, idea through this company, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, a little, and all starts with little steps and starts with little people with dreams, right? Like that's kind of mm-hmm. where it all begins. Um, I had this question and I wonder if we've already answered it, but is there anything that your business is doing in 2020 that really makes you proud? Do those, um, you know, turning heads of non-cloth parents to yeah. cloth parents is definitely something I'm proud of. Yes, I will continue to donate diapers, and that's been the mission of this company. So. <laughs> I kind of thought we had already, we had touched upon a lot of those things that I thought. I wrote that question down first, and then as we talked, I was like, oh, I think we're answering all these things that um, make Petite Crown do amazing things. And so my last question that I've been asking to all of my guests in 2020 has been, mm-hmm. what conversation do you think is missing or really needs to change right now in the cloth diaper community? Mm. So when I was a parent, this cloth diapering my son, I wasn't very uh, active on the social media scene. Um, I, I never knew that there were so many, you know, Facebook groups and all these forums that you can talk to other cloth diapering moms about your experience, which I think is amazing. It's very um, helpful if you are just starting out, especially. But also, I've noticed a trend and like, if you've been using cloth diapers for a long time, you start to develop um, strong preference on certain things like, you know, how to wash your diapers or style is better or best. And I sometimes see, you know, new parents getting, you know, just shut down on their very innocent questions or just, you know, their struggles. Like they're just there, you know, here asking for help. And what 
I think what we should do, the first thing is, you know, to offer support, you know, hey, you got this. Yes. <laughs> what worked yes. for me, you know, I don't know if it'll work for you, but I'm here to help. Yeah, don't give up, you know, you can, you mm-hmm. can. I think that's that's what I want to see in you know the petite crown community and the overall cloth community. Yeah. But sometimes that's just not what happens, and this might not just be cloth diapering communities, but oh no, parenting in general, I feel gets that vibe. But yes. yeah, you yeah. You're, you know what works for you might not work for others, as with everything. So if we can just you know always remember that before saying anything <laughs> there definitely could be a little bit more of an up upheaval uprival uprising of just like support for right. all of it and not criticizing too much and just being like you're doing an amazing job i definitely yeah. think we need to be saying that to parents more so i you know yeah like i said it's probably not just the cloth community but mm-hmm. Can always uh, work on, you know, reminding ourselves that like our experience might not, you know, be be true for others. Yes, yeah, I think I yeah, that's that's my language, and that's why I have um, been asking this question, and everybody's given me a little bit of a different answer, and definitely some really good reminders to be to be cautious about what we're saying out there, and to make sure that we're talking about our experiences. Very encouraging. It's it's not you know kind of put words in other people's mouth, you know. And that's ended, and I think that's what's great about cloth diapering. It's so you know flexible, customizable. Like you're Mm -hmm. the only thing. So yeah. Yeah, and I definitely, like, for me to get to this place where I'm really wanting to encourage us to talk about our experiences Mm -hmm. took a lot of personal growth and took a lot of, like, mistakes and fumbling and my own judgments of people. But definitely, I would love to encourage people to not have to make those Same same for myself. I'm always learning. I'm realizing what I've said in the past might not have been true. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, but growth, personal growth and learning and acknowledging those mistakes is one of the best things that we can do as people, right? To become better versions of ourselves. So definitely. uh, And this week that I'm recording, like this is going to come out in July, but Mm -hmm. I'm recording it this week on the Cloth Diaper podcast, on the Flats and Hand Washing Challenge. And we have seen so many of those conversations about the mistakes and being kind and supporting. And that's been my favorite thing about this challenge is like people have been so rah, rah, rah of people. And Mm -hmm. I wish I'm going to try to find a way that we can do that again throughout the year. Like Mm -hmm. to keep this like vibe going. I love it. So if people want to learn more about Petite Crown, where can we buy your diapers? Like we can buy them direct and where can we find you online what are the answers to those questions for listeners we have our website it's petitcrown.com but um we also have a list of amazing retailers so you can find them on also petitcrown.com we have the retailer um, list there wow i just opened that list marie you are everywhere so we've been so fortunate to you know hear from so many amazing businesses recently from Europe and I've been really enjoying getting to know the moms in you know UK EU so if you're from you know outside of the US you can definitely visit one of those great stores 
And then Petite Crown is also on Facebook and Instagram. And you're just yes. at Petite. Uh, petite Crown dot IG, I think. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much today, Marie, for spending some time with me chatting. I'm so excited that we finally made this happen. I've had the pleasure of chatting with Marie many times over the last 18 months um, on the phone and through email, getting to know her and her brand. And just was so glad to have that conversation with her. This is your reminder that I do now have a newsletter that you can subscribe to over at clothhyperpodcast.com. This newsletter will be a somewhat regular non-spammy newsletter for you to find out about when the next podcast drops, um, find out about giveaways that I'm doing or other things. I promise not to be too spammy because I'm just a stay-at-home mom without childcare and not a lot of time on her hands. So why is she starting a newsletter? But don't forget to find the Cloth Diaper Podcast wherever you follow me, Instagram, Facebook, on the internet, or now on a newsletter if social is not your thing because recognize that's totally a thing. If you want to be on the Cloth Diaper Podcast, I'm not taking guests until the fall. I'm like totally behind, which is awesome because it means that we're going to be talking to Dinobi detergents, Pooter's diapers, weakling diapers, I believe, and so much more. I am so excited. So until next time, I think that is where I'm going to leave it at. Don't forget I have a book, a book about cloth diapering. It might even be on sale at this moment. You can find it currently on Amazon and coming in August, we will have more ebook options. Bye.